Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is John Lee Dumas. He is the author, founder, creator, and daily podcaster at Entrepreneurs on Fire. So, John, thanks for joining me. John, I am excited to be here and I'm ready to ignite. Well, we are going to talk about podcasting because uh, you actually, in a month, do more podcasts than a lot of people do in a year. And so I think you're going to be a tremendous resource because you've figured out everything that works and doesn't work and, and actually how to make money uh, doing this thing called podcasting. So uh, does that sound like a good deal? Sounds like a plan, John. So give me a little of just your, your history, how you got into it and, and you know, what, what, you know, what made you decide, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do it daily. Yeah, just to give it a real quick sum up, you know, I'm just from the state of Maine. I actually did go to college on an Army ROTC scholarship, so I spent the next eight years of my life post-college as an Army officer with a nice little 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. And after the Army, I tried a number of things, John. I went to law school. I tried corporate finance, commercial real estate, but nothing was clicking. But while I was in commercial real estate, I was in the car all the time hating the radio, hating talk radio. I could only hear Miley Cyrus so many times in one day before I was really just ready to jump out the window. And then I found podcasting and it was like this whole new world. And for over two years, I just immersed myself into the Dave Ramseys and the Susie Ormans and then, you know, moved into more of the personal ones like yours and Pat Flynn's and Andrew Warner Mixergies. And was like, this is such a great world. And then all of a sudden one day, poof, I ran on a podcast while stuck in traffic. And I <laughs> said to myself, why are all these podcasts seven, uh, you know, one day a week, which right. is amazing. I understand these are busy entrepreneurs, but where's that podcast that comes out seven days a week with a fresh new episode? Because I'm looking at myself. I drive to work five days a week. I drive home from work five days a week. I go to the gym. I love consuming this audio while I'm at the gym and there's never enough of it. I'm burning through years of people's catalogs in months, in weeks sometimes. So this aha moment hit me, John, and Entrepreneur on Fire was born. And 565 episodes later, we're still going strong. So, so when you started it, and, and you can also fast forward to today, um, did, was there, is there a mission? Was there a mission? Did you say, here's what, you know, other than I'm going to create seven days a week, was there something you're trying to accomplish uh, by, by having the show? Truly my mission, and this is going to sound like a little corny, but it is true, um, and it's still our tagline today, is to inspire millions. You know, I saw how podcasting was inspiring me. I saw its reach around the world, the ability to publish something, and then to have it downloaded that same day in over 145 countries. And again, for free. So people that just couldn't afford, you know, courses or books or videos well, anybody can afford free. And I loved that mentality. And that's why I love the podcasting platform. And that was my goal from day one with Entrepreneur on Fire. So if you're going to burn through 30 guests, and, and, and that, that sounds rather rude, right? Burn through 30 yeah. guests, you know, like, you know, like they're like firewood or something. But, um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, how do you, how do you kind of keep that you know, I, I know. I mean, I, I've been doing a weekly podcast for years now, um, and I, I never run out of guests. I mean, there's always somebody. I typically focus on authors that have uh, books coming out, to, you know, pretty much upcoming. But uh, do you ever find yourself thinking, "Oh boy, we need to do some more research to to, to find you know, some <laughs> more guests?" Because you do go through a lot of guests. I definitely go through a lot of guests, and it was a major concern for myself when I first started. 
it was even more of a major concern for my mentor, who um, is a lovely lady named Jamie Tardy, who had been running a very successful podcast called The Eventual Millionaire for a number of years. And my mastermind partner, Cliff Ravenscraft, who's the podcast answer man. Both of them were telling me the same thing, John. They were saying, John Lee Dumas, you're going to run out of gas. You are going to you know, run out of content. You are going to get burnt out by trying to do seven days a week. There's going to be your listeners are going to get burnt out. You should not be doing a seven day a week podcast. There's a reason why nobody's doing it. <laughs> right. You sound crazy. What are you doing? But you know what, John, those two individuals gave me so much value and so much great information throughout my journey that I've applied that's made Entrepreneur on Fire the success that it is. But on those points, I put my blinders on you know, something that we just talked about together, John, on Entrepreneur on Fire, I listened to my intuition. I followed my gut that was telling me there needs to be a seven-day-a-week podcast, and I want to be the one to create it. So I created it despite all the odds and against all the opposition, you know, again, people that I knew, like and trusted, my mentors telling me not to. And, you know, for those very same reasons we just talked about. But, John, what did we just do, you know, a couple of days ago here in San Diego? We attended Social Media Marketing World. Did you know there's 120 speakers at just this event? Mm -hmm. And do you know how many of these events are happening all over the country and the world on a monthly basis? It's unbelievable. I mean, there are so many more successful and inspiring entrepreneurs out there in the world than I'll ever be able to have on my show. And at about the six-month point, John, where I was really having a lot of success and hundreds of thousands of monthly downloads and a top-ranked business podcast, and we were actually just awarded best of iTunes 2013, when all of these things started happening, I started getting the inbound requests right. at a crazy rate. Right. And John, I get five to seven requests to be on Entrepreneur on Fire every single day now yep. from legitimate guests. And I, you know, I have to turn away 85 to 95% of them. And that's the tipping point. It's interesting. You talked about that, that phrase, you know, people said you were crazy. And there, and there really is this kind of balance, I think, that entrepreneurs have to really try to walk. And, and, and that is that, you know, you, you find some market, hey, there's no competition in this market. Nobody's doing this. Well, maybe there's a reason, right? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, and that, but, but also maybe there's an opportunity. And, and I think that you, you do, you know, sometimes the biggest ideas are the ones that everybody said, oh, that's going to fail. You shouldn't do that. You're crazy. Um, but, but it's, it's a tough balancing act. And, and so I, I applaud you for tilling kind of new ground and, and finding uh, real success. No, thank you, because that's such a great point. I just want to make one more addition to that is I get people that email me all the time, John, to say, John, I had this great idea, and then I Googled it, and somebody else is doing it. Now i got to find another idea. And right. I always say, well, listen, that's actually proof of concept. That means that that's potentially a viable business there. So don't be afraid, A, when somebody else is doing it. I wasn't the first person interviewing entrepreneurs. I was just the first person to do it seven days a week. But I have now since proved that concept. You know, but I love the fact, personally, at the same time, which you mentioned, that it was a blue ocean strategy, that nobody was there yet. Tilling that new ground, to me, was exciting and fun. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that, too, because I, you know, I've said that all along. I mean, I think it's, it's much easier to do a better job, create a better experience uh, in a market that, that people have already said, yes, I'll pay money, <laughs> right. than, than it is to actually convince people they should need some new thing they didn't even realize they, they wanted. Totally. Um, so uh, you also now have expanded uh, to not only obviously doing the podcast, but, but uh, you do a great deal of teaching uh, and training as well, don't you? 
Yes, I'm a big believer in number one, John, like just providing valuable content. And when you do that, you're able to build the audience. And then once you build the audience, you can listen. And that listening and that audience that you've created will tell you what their obstacles, their challenges, their struggles are. And so for months, I just listened. And when the same themes keep cropping up over and over again, the same questions, the same obstacles, the same struggles, that's an opportunity to create something, to alleviate that. And for me, you know, that's been multiple products. You know, our flagship product is Podcasters Paradise, which is how you can, which is where we teach people how to create, grow, and monetize their podcast. And since we've launched in October of 2013, we've brought in over 750 people to this community and generated over $450,000 in sales. So it's a very successful product, and it all came from listening to the audience. So um, besides enrolling in your program, if I was out there <laughs> thinking about getting started in, uh, uh, what, are, what are some of your tips um, that, that you typically uh, tell people? And then I want to talk about the technology, because uh, I, obviously some people believe that's a hurdle, and, and I think you can break it down for them. So totally. Let's, so let's, how, do, how do I get started? Let's start there. Well, totally, because I will say that, you know, Podcasters Paradise is a $1,200 price point. So that's not where everybody should or needs to start. And there's some great things out there. Like Pat Flynn has amazing free tutorials on his website, Cliff Ravenscraft as well. I have the number one selling book in Amazon on podcasting that I have listed for 99 cents because for me, it's just getting my name out there and spreading the word. And that walks, it's called Podcast Launch. And that walks you through every step of the podcasting process. So, I mean, there's great tutorials out there and there's great opportunities out there for people to learn for next to nothing or literally nothing if they right. so choose to get them going down that road. Because for everybody, what it comes down to is what's your passion? What's your niche that you want to create an audience around? What's something that you're, you're good at that you have to share? And then do you want to put a voice to that? And John, you've been putting a voice to your passions, to your niche for many years now. I've been doing it now for 18 months. And, you know, there's many people out there who are doing it to a large success. And once you make that decision, the next step is action. And again, those resources I mentioned are free or incredibly cheap ways to take immediate action to see if that's something you want to apply. Well, one of the things, though, that I think people need to do, like with all of these things, is is this idea of a strategy. There are a lot of people that, that I'm sure are in your program that listen to your podcast that think, I want to start a podcast to make money, right? Yes. Um, but there are equally as many people, in my opinion, that it, you know a, a a large software company, for example, should start a podcast to create thought leadership um, and branding in, among their executives, right? And and so I think that that's you know a lot of I, I think sometimes even when blogging started and certainly when podcasting, people looked at it as oh I don't want to be a podcaster. Well, you don't necessarily have to be a podcaster. It might actually just fit into your brand and into your content stream and into your way to, to build kind of your overall empire. And I, and I think sometimes people dismiss some of these things because they just say, oh, I don't want to be that. What I think is powerful about what you just said, John, is a word that actually Paul Colligan and Mike Koenigs have coined and, and I really get. And I think that a lot of people, especially the people that you just were talking about, would get if they just were sat down and explained to and that's multi-casting. I mean, mm -hmm. these companies and these entrepreneurs that we interact with, John, they're already creating content. So let's just say, for instance, you have a company that's creating videos and they're putting it on YouTube because they heard that was the thing to do. Well, why not take that video from YouTube and then also submit it as a video podcast to the iTunes directory, which has 575 million 
active subscribers. And then, you know, do some iTunes SEO so you're actually ranking for those words that you want to. Why not detach that audio from that video so you can submit a separate feed and have an audio podcast as well for people that want to listen on their phones or their tablets where there's not a lot of memory. And then why not take the, those words from that audio podcast and transcribe it and have somebody sum it up into a 500-word blog post and, actually, and a transcription as well on your website? That's one piece of content that you're now repurposing multicasting into multiple forms across multiple levels and then why not have a VA take that and turn it you know into a PowerPoint presentation of some kind I mean there's so many great ways to take one piece of content and spread it across multi levels yeah I was actually talking to somebody at social media marketing world and they said that they do a hangout um, every week and it lasts for about an hour and they said that they, they typically cover a couple topics and one of the things they've found to be really effective is to take that hour and cut it into eight you know, three minute or four minute segments of the best stuff and, and that that gets them a lot more traction than somebody that might sit down and, and watch for an hour. So I think that's another cool That's way. a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the technology, right? Um, it, it, there, you've got to record this thing. You've got to have it hosted. You've got to sound good. You know, you've got to edit maybe. So what, <laughs> what are, what are some, what's kind of your get started, you know, toolkit? Cause, uh, cause you know, you can, you can build a radio studio <laughs> if you want, but if this is going to be part of something you're going to get started on, you're going to figure out if it's going to work for you. You know, what's, what's a kind of a down and dirty way to get, get going and still sound good. Well, I love that you said that you can build a radio studio and then kind of laughed because, you know, that's kind of what I do too when people say, John, like, can you take a picture of your studio and send it to me? Like, I want to see like, you know, all the sound deadening boards and, you know, like <laughs> right. the glass encased and like all of these mixers with all of these, you know, buttons everywhere. And then I kind of laugh too. And, you know, I actually do a weekly live webinar um, for Podcasters Paradise. It's completely free. And, and, during that webinar that we do each week, I have a picture of my studio. And that's one of the most popular, like, actual um, keynote slides that I have because it's just a picture of an iMac, a keyboard, and a microphone. Right. Literally, that, that's my studio in a living room. I'm standing in my living room right now because I have a standing desk. I'm standing in my living room right now. And it's just any living room and it's just me talking into a microphone. So, you know, for people that let tech get in the way, like I try to break down those barriers first and foremost, where you need a computer, you probably have one. Then you need what's called either recording and editing software. And I know and love and use Adobe Audition for that, John. Mm. Um, there's also Audacity, which is free for both Mac and PCs. And then there's GarageBand, which actually comes uh, pre-installed on all Macs. Yep. So those are three options that people can choose as they're both recording and editing software. So right now, John, as I'm talking to you, this audio is being recorded directly into Adobe Audition. So when we stop and I press the stop button, it's there for me to edit right in that frame and then export as an MP3 and then essentially just upload to my media host where it then gets scheduled and published to iTunes. It's a very, very simple process that can be learned with a sim with a few and simple video tutorials that you know the the tech barrier for podcasting is low and when you talk about audio quality that is important john i mm -hmm. mean you are literally inside the earbuds of a lot of your listeners you're coming through their car speakers i mean the audio needs to be at a certain level and what i really recommend as a minimum is called the ATR 2100 that's a 50 dollar microphone that you can buy on amazon 
with fifty dollars uh, with free ship with free two day shipping. It can be at your house in two days, and that microphone will give you an eight sound quality. I'm currently on a Heil PR40, which is three hundred dollars. I mean, that's a pretty high level mic for the podcasting world, and that gives me like a nine point eight in the podcasting sphere. But you don't don't need to start there. You can start with this ATR twenty one hundred in a computer with a USB port and this recording software that I mentioned, and you're ready to go. Yeah, I use a, a Blue Yeti. Uh, it's yes. about, a, about 150 bucks, I think. Uh, and I think that that's obviously somewhere in between those two probably, but I think it does a great job. Um, I use, I'm on a Mac, so I use GarageBand. Um, I actually record, instead of recording into GarageBand, uh, I record into uh, Call Recorder, which is a Skype add-on uh, that uh, it just pops up when Skype pops up. And so I, I, it really makes that pretty simple. And uh, then I use uh, uh, Libsyn for my hosting. What, what hosting do you use? Yep. I highly recommend Libsyn. Libsyn is okay. what I use as well. Okay. And just for those non-Mac users out there, the equivalent to Call Recorder is called Pamela. Right. They both do the exact same things. Um, so as soon as John starts his Skype call, boom, you know, Call Recorder, since he's on a Mac or Pamela, if he's on a PC, would pop right up record it, then he can just drag that file into his garage band, do any editing he wants, add intros, outros, sponsorships, and then upload it to Libsyn, his media host, where he stores that file with unlimited bandwidth. And I mean, that, John, you can start at a $7 a month plan. That's right. With a seven-day-a-week podcast, which is about as much as you can go, mm-hmm. um, my plan costs $75. So even at that level, it's not that expensive. I can say that with pretty much all certainty, that you know any podcaster that has you know between four to six shows a month, so a little around a week, wouldn't need any more than a fifteen or twenty dollar plan. Yep. So since you've mentioned money, um, I know that uh, there are people out there that well, we already talked about. I, I think a podcast can be a smart play, uh, even if it it it's really the primary purpose is to sell your software or to get more people aware of your software or whatever it is that you sell. Uh, but uh, you've also found some ways to monetize it directly. And uh, so you want to talk about things like product spinoffs and sponsorship and, and some of the things that, that, that you've uh, discovered and, and somewhat mastered? Yeah, I'd love to share all. I mean, a really close friend of mine, Pat Flynn, mm-hmm. led the way a couple of years ago by publishing his monthly income reports. And I remember you know, as a starting off entrepreneur, loving to see, you know, his wins and his losses right there in a dollars and cents format on a monthly basis. I looked forward to them, you know, and this is back when I wasn't making any money as an entrepreneur. And we followed suit, John, because, you know, as podcasters, like I wanted to lead the way for the podcasting community when it came to monetizing that podcast. So we do publish a monthly income report right there on our website, eofire.com slash income. And I, I, I want to add, I think one of the important things, because, you know, internet marketers for years, right? You see the big checks, the big yeah. check, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And so that, that you know, I think soured a lot of people. And I think what, what, what you guys are doing and what you described, I think the important element that people need to not miss is that you're also, you know, Pat's also had some, boy, this didn't work. <laughs> don't, oh, yeah. don't do this, <laughs> you know? And so I think, I think that's so powerful. Such a great point. And and I love to say that like my my income reports are there for podcasters to emulate those successes, but to also to avoid all the failures and mistakes. And you know, we publish those, you know, on a week, you know, on a monthly basis. And, you know, because of that transparency, John, and because of, you know, some of the the bad taste some people have their mouth from those internet marketers you're talking about, I actually have my CPA come on the report. He's, you know, my certified CPA and write 
of a, you know, a certificate of, of validity yeah. for our income report. You know, he's the guy that does all of our taxes, that runs all of our accounts. And he goes on there just because I want to show, hey, like this is 100% out there in the open. Like this is my certified accountant, great guy. And he also gives a cool tax tip, which is pretty neat as oh, well. that's cool. Yeah. Has, has he gotten any business from doing that? I hope he's so. Got, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's awesome. I love strategic partnerships. I talk about it all the time. That's awesome. So to really get to the nuts and bolts, though, like you, you asked about specific monetization tips, tools, and tactics. And for Entrepreneur on Fire, John, I will say straight up is that that was the number one question that I got when I first launched 18 months ago. And I didn't have an answer. Right. My first answer, and still to this day when I talk to other people, is you know, focus on building an audience. Once you've built that audience, that audience will tell you what they need. And then you can create products and services around that audience to really fit to really fit their needs. And so on that page, eofire.com slash income, we have our first 365 day income report. And it's not pretty, John, especially the first six months. I mean, it's almost all red. It was me investing in myself. It was really money going one way and that was right. not into my bank account. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. the other way. But we did turn a pretty big corner. And in September of 2013, we started publishing monthly income reports because we really wanted to drill down all of the things that were working for us. Yeah. And actually, since October, we've been generating over six figures every single month from that point forward. Whereas in the month of February, which is the last income report that we published, we're about to publish March's, which is going to be almost identical numbers wise. But we generated $188,000 in gross revenue and $166,000 in net revenue. In our top five income streams, John, in reverse order, we're number five, affiliate income. And that's one thing I love talking about is having that resources page and mm -hmm. you know, having companies like a hosting company like Bluehost or Lead Pages or Fizzle you know, as companies that you recommend and getting a commission for those, those recommendations you know, from that company. Um, number four is my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I mentor four people on a monthly basis. And it costs $2,000 um, uh, per month to have four 20-minute conversations with me in email access. And those are the only people that have email access to me. And so I have those four people booked out for months, months in advance. And that's where my band was at. So that's a huge opportunity for podcasters who are authority figures in their niche, you know, to become that one-on-one -on -one mentor if that's a route you want to go. Mm -hmm. Number three um, is our Fire Nation Elite, which is our paid membership mastermind. I mean, John, I was having people within Fire Nation saying, we want something more. You know, we want to get to meet Fire Nation, you know, who are like the, the all-stars of Fire Nation. So hmm. we launched this 100 person, we kept it capped, mastermind application process back in June of 2013. And we had over 800 people since that day apply to Fire Nation Elite. And again, we decided for the best of the community to keep it capped at 100 because we knew that'd be big, big enough to really benefit yeah. the actual mastermind, but small enough where we could really develop relationships. And so that's $165 a month. So that generates $16,000 recurring revenue, which as entrepreneurs, John, we love recurring revenue sure. when we can get it because that's the only thing that we have steady. Um, number four, sponsorships. I have eight full-time sponsors for my podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, and that generates $40,000 every month for Q1 of 2014. Every quarter, that gets reset to my new download numbers, which are always higher, and so that will go up. So it'll probably be like $50,000 a month for Q2 you know, if we keep going on that same trends. And then our number one income stream is our products and services. 
and our flagship product, which we talked about briefly, Podcasters Paradise, generated $124,000 in the month of February. And that's where we got to the $188,000 of gross revenue. But the powerful thing about the world that we live in, John, our net revenue was $166,000. So, you know, for most people, like still thinking about $20,000 in expenses, that's a lot. Yeah. But with $188,000 in gross revenue, it's a huge profit margin. From a percentage standpoint. You know, I want to go all the way back while everybody's probably listening to those numbers and going, wow, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. I want to go all (laughs) the way back to the first thing you said, and that that was that, um, and I've already mentioned Brian Clark when you and I were talking earlier that, uh, uh, you know, Brian's made that same statement, that he wasn't sure how he was going to make any money off of this, but he knew that if he poured a whole bunch of value into building a community of people an audience uh, that that were hungry to hear from him and valued what he had to say that there would be a way to make money. Totally. Yeah, and I think that that's the part. You know, a, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, and I'm sure you have students of yours that come to you and say, "How can I make money doing this?" And and they, you know, they want to build the product, they want to build the thing to sell, and and really that that first step is the audience. First step is is the audience. And John, one thing I even like to go above and beyond to say, you know, when that audience is telling you what they need then don't even necessarily create the product. You know, take yeah. that Eric Reese Lean Startup approach. And we did this with Podcasters Paradise. And now we're doing that with our latest launch this coming month in April, web- <clears throat> excuse me, Webinar on Fire, where we're creating the wireframe. Like we're showing people what the product is going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And then we open up the admissions for the early birds who know straight out, hey, this is not going to be ready for three weeks. But anybody that buys now is going to get a significant discount. And if they validify that product, that service, then you create it. So with Podcasters Paradise, we did $10,000 in pre-sales before we said, you know what, it's going to be worth our time to create this massive community. Yeah, and I, and I think the other thing, and my experience of doing that same thing, is they also tell you, I want this, and I need this, and why can't I find this? And so right. it's, it's really nice to have that kind of live laboratory to say, oh, okay, you know, they, they don't understand you know, how to go through this. We need more instruction or you know, whatever it is. I think it's great having that to, um, as well you know, with kind of a, a early, friendly uh, you know, audience that, that re- understands part of their responsibility is, is to help make it better. And John, make people vote with their wallet. Surveys, asking people, oh, do you think this is right. a good idea? Right. Would you buy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I, yeah, I would buy. That means nothing. Yeah. That credit card has to come out. That payment has to be made to really make that product worthwhile building. Yeah, one of the, and you could write a whole sociology um, you know, study on this. One of my favorites is when I see people asking the question, if we had a product that was X, would you pay nineteen, twenty nine, or thirty nine dollars, or whatever it is? You know, <laughs> and it's just like, boy, that, that you could just have a whole sociology study in in you know the answers of that, which none of which will apply to a successful business. That's so funny. <laughs> well, thanks uh, so much, uh, John, for joining me. This is awesome, and I, I know that you also have. As you said, the free webinar that people can do on a weekly basis. I'm pretty sure you have an ebook that people can download on podcasting. So, really, everything we talked about, all the resources we talked about, uh, the, the show notes uh, from today, of course, will be on ducttapemarketing.com. But uh, send uh, where, where would you like people to come uh, when they when they're ready to really dig in and learn more about you and your community? Sure, eofire.com is where all the magic happens. All right, thanks so much, John. It was awesome visiting with you, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll bump into you out there on the road. Thanks, John. 